Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because, look, I actually fell into a canyon in Utah. Don't ask how I got there, but I'm here now, and you know what? I'm a little bit trapped because a boulder has fallen on my arm. I don't mean to be drastic, but I think I might have to leave my arm behind. So as you can understand, I will not be making it into work today. I'm your host, Harry, and each week we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favourite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from comedy superstars, to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a bloody heavy boulder. But this week, we have the amazing Annie Louie. Annie is a stand-up, she's an actor, she's a celebrant, she's a jack-of-all-trades, really. You might see her on ABC's China Tonight, or perhaps on Channel 10's The Project. She's absolutely everywhere. We are very excited because she will be in Sydney at Bondi Festival performing her show, Gold, on the 8th and 9th of July. So make sure to grab tickets to see Annie and check out the awesome lineup for Bondi Festival, which is on right now. You can grab your tickets at bondifestival.com.au. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really means a lot to us. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck a Sickie. Annie, thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sickie. Well, to start off uh, Chucking a Sickie, we have to get into the worst job that you've ever had to really set up for the perfect day after. So I know you've had a, a range of different jobs. You worked as a, a funeral assistant uh, for one. Um, what has been your worst job that you've yeah. ever had? Because the worst job is different to the worst incident at work because I have two different answers for that so I'd say my worst job because it went on for such an extended amount of time is working hospitality yeah okay so about four years over four years I worked in fine dining at different events that you would recognize like the Grand Prix the Australian Open um, nightclubs and all sorts of any artists that came through to Melbourne and played the stadiums in 2011 to 2016 I was probably there working and sporting events and things like that so I just discovered that it money can't buy you class or dignity (laughs) (laughs) so I mean how does it work with fine so you're at a club for example how are you doing fine dining at a club yeah well some of these could be exclusive um, nightclubs or VIP areas. Yeah. Um, and then for the sporting events, so you can get those boxes, corporate boxes. So they pay a, a premium to be there. And for example, the races, you've got the birdcage. So that's their version of what we would say is fine dining. Um, and the Oz Open had a bunch of celebrity chefs who would create marquees or oh create a restaurant, a temporary one. So I worked at the Rolex marquee and got to meet bunch of celebrities including rod labor but they were quite pleasant oh wow <laughs> that's actually that's pretty cool but i feel like the risk that you have of fine dining is that the clients expect so much more out of you yeah well you'd think that but then when i carry out a plate of free food they're ravenous and their <laughs> manners just go out the door you just see hands yeah. coming at you no. yeah there was one time in one of the racing uh, VIP tents, a woman got so drunk she knocked over a giant statue of a horse that was made of white plastic. Oh, my God. And it God. was near the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite entertaining. But then you get the dickheads who are also just drunk and have been gambling and they'll yell at you. So I've definitely had my fair share of crying at work. And also yeah. one time I slipped on hot butter in the kitchen. 
Oh my god! Like so, there was wait. I'm assuming Hobata on the floor. You're like yeah, you weren't on the, on the tables. No, like... no, no. I wasn't dancing on the tables or doing anything <laughs> like that. And then I, slipping around. I don't know how rich people get their food. I, I'm be honest yeah, here. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, above my pay grade. I, I feed them off my tap dancing shoes. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, um, a lot, like it was such a long day. When any time yeah. we'd work, it'd be twelve hours as well. So, uh, it, it's hard to find a time to eat and. At the tennis, I'd often sneak bread rolls into the toilet and a bit of hot butter, <laughs> hot butter and a bread roll that you've stolen is just so delicious. Even yeah. though you're in the disabled toilet, just <laughs> eating it as quickly as possible so you can get back onto the floor. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm surprised that you'd eat it at the disabled toilet because I know that one of your big things is that you make your shows quite accessible. So eating eating a buttered <laughs> roll in the disabled <laughs> toilet goes against... I feel like it goes against everything you believe oh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I welcome people who need to use the toilet to come and join me and share a roll. <laughs> what an invite. Anyone wants a hot butter roll in a toilet yeah, with yeah, Annie yeah, Louie, yeah. going down. <laughs> that should be the name of my podcast, yeah. Hot Butter Roll in, in a Disabled Toilet with Annie Louie. Oh, goodness. Uh, also, i got to say, when someone hits into a statue at a, at a racing event, I feel like racing events have the most people falling over things like over yeah, hedges into statues just all you see on the internet on the day, they're hankering for <laughs> yeah. it they're just waiting for people to take their shoes off and if yeah. it's been raining fantastic people rolling around in the mud yeah. <laughs> i've got to ask though why were you eating just going back to the bathroom because i'm confused yeah. why not eat the food uh, i don't know not in a bathroom. Oh, um, it's too public. There was no private areas in a job <laughs> okay. like this. You, you've got tables to look after. You've got your tables and you can earn tips off them because quite often these people didn't pay to be there. They're corporate clients that someone else, like a big com- company, wants to schmooze by giving them free tickets to the tennis. And, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, a, an experience for a meal that costs like, you know, $300, $400. So the easiest thing to, to steal is a, a quick snack, which is the entree of, of a bread roll <laughs> bread or the roll, free, yeah. Yeah, the side dish. And then um, the only place you could go is the is the toilets. And often <laughs> yeah. the accessible ones are not being used by anybody. So, yeah, at, for the room, um, absolutely have a sit, have a roll. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, it, it sounds disgusting, but I have been known to... Look, if somebody didn't really touch their champagne, I think there was one time we were all just talking about, like, what does it actually taste like? Because I had this really expensive champagne being served and no one had tried it. So I was like, heck, I'll take that to the toilet. I'll take a sip of that. (laughs) Take a three-course meal. You've got a tray with you that you fold (laughs) out. You've got it sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So think what you will of me, but I have drunk a stranger's drink. Well, I was going to ask, do you eat their food if they send it back? Like, have you... Surely you've tried that at least once. Um... Well, yeah, I guess it depends on what's wrong with it. I suppose if there's like a nail in it, I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to brush that off. Yeah, just clean that out. Um, but the... I mean, you could eat, eat around the nail, I guess. Yeah. Like if you really wanted to. Yeah. But in terms of food waste, we absolutely used to eat everything that was left over at the very end of an event. So we have a big feast at the end, which is so good because you get all the um, desserts. They keep really well. So we just have a dessert yeah. party in the kitchen with all the chefs. Oh, that sounds, that um, sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, with the irony is that we don't sometimes get to taste the food beforehand. So people ask, what do you recommend? And you kind of have to bluff 
you have to lie. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, two weeks or a month later, you actually get to try the food and you're like, oh no, I've been recommending the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. Why would anyone eat this? But, you know, on That's... the, the floor, you're like, I highly recommend the Morton Bay Bug. Really, all you should be recommending is the butter, hot butter rolls. That's, that is the only thing I am qualified to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goes down really well with a stranger's drink. Yeah. <laughs> a nice cocktail. Yeah. yeah. A stranger's, I think. So in your podcast, maybe naming cocktails as well could be part of the podcast. A stranger's drink sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was your worst job, but what was the worst thing that happened at a job? Because I feel like this is a terrible story. Yeah. I used to be a maths and English tutor. And for the kids who were there in grade prep and grade one, I don't think they needed to be there at all. Parents were just using us for babysitting. And so there was a kid who was probably six or seven um and he just for some reason didn't want to use the actual bathroom just shat himself right in my class and it was uh quite an enclosed room we just used (laughs) office spaces in the suburbs so imagine a a room that's only two meters wide by three meters long it's a hot box it's a hot box it's a it's a pooey hot box and still to this day someone who I did her wedding and she used to work there as well. And in the lead up to it, she goes, remember that time at work that you scared a kid so hard that he was too afraid to use the toilet. And so he just shat himself in your butt. And I was like, no, no. like I was a nice teacher. Like he could have put his hand up any time. He just chose. So my defense was he chose to shit himself. No, wait, so it, it, he didn't go to the bathroom because he was scared well, of you. This is what my friend who worked there said, and I deny these claims. Oh, what does she know? Yeah. What does yeah, she know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, she wasn't there at the time. She didn't see yeah. the, like, the, he didn't, um, he just pretended like everything was fine. That's the thing that disturbs me the most. You know, he just <laughs> yeah. kept colouring in or doing his work or whatever it was that we yeah. were doing. <laughs> he pretended as though nothing was even happening. Yeah, and then afterwards when the, classes had ended i remember the giant glen 20 hall that came out yeah i mean <laughs> that sounds pretty awful i've i've always questioned kids that have tutoring at, at, at like year k year one yes, if they're six yeah. or seven years years old it, it really is just babysitting and if you're babysitting like no offense to you i'm sure you're a great tutor but i don't know if you're that qualified to be dealing with kids yeah there's shit. absolutely no training i found this job off a university portal and it was like oh quick money yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sweet they weren't looking yeah. for anyone qualified. They didn't really ask us any questions and the interview was a mock class. So they just said, you know, give us something that you know about and um, teach it to us for five minutes. And a panel of people yeah. not much older than me would go, yeah, she's all right. And then you just get hired. Yeah. <laughs> get hired, put in a classroom. That's absolutely tiny. I mean, did you need a working children's Yeah, that check? was the only thing. Okay, that's class. good at least. Yeah, although it's very easy to get one and it's... I mean, it's only current at the time. Like, what if you decided that week you were going to break all of those promises? You'd still have <laughs> oh, the God. card, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, I think the system broke. <laughs> that is true. We probably have to look into... It worries me that you've thought about this, but uh, we're moving, moving yeah, straight along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking worst-case scenario, probably. Like, you know, how... Yeah, like this is this is fine, but it's also valid for like five years. You don't know a person can change. A person can yeah, do all kinds of stuff, stuff, stuff in five years. Probably <laughs> needs to be in a review of it. I think I, I'm actually surprised though that at the hospitality events you didn't have anyone shit themselves because I Great really point. feel like I really feel like that's definitely like especially at the races. Like I just feel like that's part and parcel. <laughs> 
What kind of races are you going to? Everyone, uh, like, that's to not us, I've never, I've never been to one. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to the wrong races. Yeah, definitely. Um, one year I did sign up for some volunteering and it was going around to the race course and telling people how to recycle properly and that, oh, that's quite yeah, cool. but then afterwards the reward was you get to go for free entry to any of the races that you want on the lawn. And oh. after I saw everybody's behavior in general, I was not interested in going anywhere near the yeah. actual horse yeah. racing. So I had like an outfit in my bag. This was probably before I started working hospitality. I thought, oh, great. Yeah. We get free entry and I'll make some friends volunteering and then see if they want to hang out. And I just went straight home. So, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, just forgo. It's not even worth it. That yeah, point. it's not even worth it. Uh, but surprisingly, I've not had, I've not, oh, I was going to say, I'm not, I've not come into contact with anybody's bodily fluids while working hospitality, but I take that back <laughs> yeah. because I also did Asian weddings as my first ever hospitality job right after I did a Cert 3 and it was my friend's uncle's business. And I remember seeing two men using their friend, swinging him around like a hammock on the dance floor. So it might have been like the best man or something, but two guys were just like, ha oh, like... We were like rocking yeah, him back rocking and him forth. Yeah, back and forth. Like it was like a, a skipping rope. And I <laughs> yeah. went up to them and I was thinking, this is this is bad. This Something bad's going to happen. And I yeah. said, like, could you please not do that? And the guy looked like he was going to be ill. So then I started running off to be like, oh, fuck, he's going to he's gonna puke. And like, I went <laughs> yeah, and grabbed puke. a plastic bag. And by the time I came back to the <laughs> dance floor, he'd thrown up all over it. So, yeah. Uh, so no no pee, no poop, but definitely vomit. Has still been. bad. I mean, what are they, th like, clearly at a wedding, if someone's rocking you back and forth, it's never going to be a good <laughs> outcome. Like, at all. I know there's other traditions. There's you know, certain types of dancing, you're getting thrown on a chair <laughs> and tossed in the air yeah of course but i've never heard of anyone swinging someone back and forth like a mm -hmm. hammock i highly that is, that's a new do one not recommend me. if you're listening to this they're going i know what would be funny at my best mate's wedding this weekend don't do it yeah think about the, a, the a swinging stuff. hammock <laughs> at the cleaner especially at the end of like if it's later on in the night when they've had like the three course meal yeah. they've had a lot of yeah, food asian weddings it's eight really... courses you got three oh, lobsters goodness. in you and <laughs> Yeah. And a whole quail or something. It just, it's, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> An entire quail just sitting there. Comes out in perfect form yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, bones, wings, it's flying away. <laughs> yeah, oh, that sounds pretty uh, disgusting, <laughs> that's for sure. But so you've had these pretty bad jobs, but obviously now you're a comedian, you're the host of China um, Tonight on the ABC. Um, you're doing a bit of everything. You're a celebrant, you're a hearse driver for a bit, you made a web series. Um, how did you actually, oh, I know how you got into comedy, um, but I guess as a 16-year-old, how did you yeah. decide this is what you wanted to do with the rest of your life? Uh, I don't think I knew at the time that it was anything I wanted to do beyond just that competition of class clowns. Yeah. I, I think it was just something that I thought this will be really fun. I'd always wanted to do it. I'd watched a lot of stand-up DVDs and I roped a friend into doing it with me from drama school. And now we're not okay. really friends anymore. And I think, do we <laughs> back like to that weird chick who took him along and made him do a five minute set one year? So if if he's listening, Bertan, I'm apo I'm apologising. Sorry, but um, it, oh, we've, we've left yeah, you we've behind. Yeah, we've left you behind. But it's spring broadened me <laughs> to where I am today. So I thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think even making comedy a business, I didn't know that it was possible. So it was just tiny, gradual steps. And after university, going to open mics and not really enjoying it. I was probably doing only one gig every three or four months. And it was always 
a bad experience. So I think I had to push through that and enter the workplace, get a proper job, and then still feel that itch to wanting to do comedy. But I was giving it a go at nighttime and trying to balance it. And everything changed in 2017 when I thought, okay, do you find a new hobby or you do you keep going? So I set a goal to do 50 gigs in a year. I thought if you average one a week, no matter if it goes well or badly, you can decide at the end of that. Um, so after that, I realized you just have to keep rocking up and that it's part of the job to to die on stage. And it, it doesn't matter. Nobody really remembers it. And so giving me a goal of, that's just focusing on a number rather than the the feelings of bombing or anything because often mm. you feel they're unreliable you feel like you've bombed but it's not the case yeah you don't know what the audience yeah. thinks well it's funny that you say that because i think it, I've, i listened to an interview where you were speaking about the fact that you've done so many gigs and and they like they tanked and it's terrible but then when you get that laugh yeah. the payoff is just like e- extraordinary yeah it's still rings true today um and i think i still focus on other measures like um, yeah, I still count the gigs. How many have I done in a year? And I don't do it to try and beat the the year before, but it's just something to keep yeah. in mind. For instance, it did go down during the pandemic and that's normal. Everybody couldn't gig as much, but even in the, I think, but then like, there's also the, how much are you making now off comedy? And I never thought that that would be possible. So just seeing like a, a tax return that gets better each year is something that I can go, okay, there's there's figures and facts to it. And it's not about, you feeling like you aren't good enough um, or go to a room and, uh, oh, shit, like that that joke sucked. Um, and I think about it all the time, but no one's thinking about it. Yeah. 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 You're the only one that's really criticising yeah. yourself, it yeah. feels. And especially recently, I started looking at old comedy sets that I've done and doing. I did a reaction to that first class clown set and it was way worse than I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> But seeing that that little nugget of encouragement from the comedy festival sent me on this journey, I think it was, yeah, Yeah. it was exactly what I needed. And imagine what people could do if you just believed in them. Like if somebody, I just (laughs) told you, you can do that thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're good at this. Um, Because if, I mean, if I saw that kid performing today, I'd be like, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) You've just got to push through, that's for sure. Well, I feel like your career also, you did the web series. uh, You speak a lot about death in your shows as well. But something that I saw you did recently was on the latest uh, Auntie Donna, um, uh, their latest TV show. And you did a scene with with Mark Bernardo. How was it working with the Auntie Donna boys? Because I've interviewed them in the past and they uh, can be pretty chaotic. (laughs) I th- what I love most about them, it, it's so refreshing to get off the script because after a few years of doing auditions and having to get the lines right and somebody correcting you, or even with TV where you've got an auto cue, someone in the room, in the control room is going to correct you and say, we have to do that again. You stuffed up one word. But with the Auntie Donna guys, they just keep rolling on it and they just let the scene <laughs> yeah. run way longer than it needs yeah. to just to see if anything will come out. So it's uh, something I see with Tom Gleason as well. When you watch his live tapings, uh, if you get a chance to, I definitely recommend going to just see him do hard quiz or even um, Charlie Pickering at the weekly. They often have free tickets, but they, they usually keep trying multiple, multiple takes with, and they just keep coming up with cracking lines. Yeah, different so, things. yeah I think that's what I yeah. enjoy most about it is getting, uh, just being really loose and trying to make each other laugh. And it's the same if you go back to the Glenridge Secondary 
college web series where um, if you go and watch any of the classroom sketches, like the one that I was in for being an undercover ticket inspector, which people still reference today, you can just see the extras trying to hold it in unsuccessfully. Yeah. Like they're all yeah. <laughs> about to, to burst. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's so much fun working with them and they just treat everybody um, with the utmost respect. And for such a small scene that I was in, they gave me so much promo for it. Um, and yeah, making us feel included. They, they had a launch party. They just tagged yeah, everybody correctly, you know, in their posts as well and giving you a credit. It was more than I ever asked for. Like everyone would have done it for free because they just are big fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the scene. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm being typecast as a teacher now. I get a lot of teacher-related yeah. <laughs> roles. I just realised the link, actually, because obviously with your worst incident yeah. that occurred, you had that seven-year-old, and in the scene you're I talking about Mark pissing yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Did yeah, not get yeah. that link before, but it, it seems like that is your typecast coincidental. Yeah, me making yeah. people shit or piss themselves is <laughs> now my brand. What a, what a talent. <laughs> what a talent. <laughs> That's for sure. I wanted to speak a little bit about your show that you're doing at Bono Fest, uh, which is Gold, which you've performed at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and you've been um, touring as well. What's the show all about? Mm. It started off with me wanting to get really good at writing stand-up because that's something <laughs> different for me. I normally yeah. gravitate towards the more theatrical scripted stuff and this is scripted as well and it's just honing in on my director Jason Marion he's a great tv writer and he's worked on Spicks and Specs and a bunch of other um, quiz shows and he's just great at getting down into the exact wording of things so that's something I wanted to practice was to be so meticulous about the writing and trying to say it the same every time which I don't think I enjoy but I think I've learned that he has a point that that consistency and it's almost a scientific method to go through yeah. and say it the same so that when you add other variables like other people audience members you're not affected by them um, yeah you can and, keep rolling yeah because you know that it works so it's trying to find that balance of um, gigging at rooms finding the right wording and then locking it in um, whereas Jason, he doesn't really believe in testing the material. He's like, if I like it and I've written it well, it doesn't matter. But we've kind of yeah. melded our approaches. So, yeah, it's gold, solid gold stand-up that I've collected over the last couple of years but then added a lot of new stuff to. So some of the jokes were uh, – a few of them were on TV already, but then given more time, we added to it and it just grew from there. So they're even better now. Um, so yeah. it's like, yeah, oh, damn, version, I, wish, yeah, yeah, I wish I hadn't done that one on TV. So then yeah. I could have done this better. And, for instance, there was one um, – I opened with this on All Stars and it was about being a maths tutor, but I didn't actually say the punchline. I kind of forgot to say it. <laughs> yeah. So it's one – Important. Yeah, important like it was still jokes. funny, but that still haunted me because I knew on stage – I was like, that's weird. It usually gets a bigger reaction. But I quickly <laughs> moved on and so that's – doing this show has been my outlet to correct some of those wrongs. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure all the people that had watched the All-Stars were like, oh, my God, completely different joke. I like this version much better yeah, where it has, yeah, has yeah. a punchline. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of things like that. Um, and then some uh, – there's a bit of music in the show too. It's just like a little sting um, about some obscure red flags that I've come across and we use split ends, um, I see red. So that was okay. something that – Jason's influence came into it because it's not really music for my generation, but I really like his knowledge like of music. Yeah. Um, and it was refreshing to strip back 
and just have one sound cue basically yeah, in the past yeah the q lab on. has all this stuff there was a powerpoint on a tv we had videos playing and sometimes i didn't understand why there was lag um, yeah so the previous show had some technical errors that just couldn't be resolved and it frustrated me um for the risk of it like one day because you have to pack your whole set down each night and a new act will come in after you so anytime the tv isn't turning on properly all the comedians will have a heart attack like this yeah. is my whole show like if my laptop isn't working tonight we have to cancel the show yeah uh, so there yeah. was the stress of that and then comedians getting sick because i had two actors in my previous show um and they both had covid so i thought oh screw that uh, like i yeah. just want to be the show and the show lives in my brain and i can just take it anywhere and if I fall sick, then the show is cancelled. But the chances yeah. are that it's it's portable and <laughs> a lot it's easier. A lot, a lot easier. easier. Yeah. yeah. So the the time I've taken now to revise the material, it's getting quicker and quicker because it is in your long term memory. So it's something yeah. that's it's that's fun to yeah to practice as well. Yeah, it it is funny. Um, I think that there's so many variables in this science experiment that you've essentially said. You, you start off the science experiments like in year three, right? Where you've got all these different variables. And you're like, I don't know why, it's, what is a variable that's actually working? And you've, nutted, you've like nutted it down just to like one little variable, which is, hey, am I going to remember this? Am I going to be sick? Am I not? Great. Yes. Yeah, Easy. true, true. The flow chart is just super simple. Yeah, yeah, it's not hard. And so you, you know what's working and what's not. It's, yeah, it's very clear. That's it. I've never thought of it like that, but I like the diagram a visual because I'm a very visual person so I feel like the end is did you bomb or not like that is <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> that is the only but, variable that you need to yeah, consider the science is on your side <laughs> yeah that's great there is one question that I wanted to ask you before we get into your perfect sick date now yeah. I know that when you were younger you used to write like fairy tales with a comedic twist mm. uh, as as part of some of the comedy that you made someone's you deep dived into the I've, bio I've, I've, I've deep dived <laughs> I've done a bit of research oh, do you any examples that you can tell us because I was so intrigued as oh, to what, yes. this would, what this looks yeah, like. Yeah, I remember one of the titles that just springs out to me. So it would be like the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, but I changed it to Jack and the Moldy Beanstalk. And I don't know why, <laughs> but there was a whole backstory about like how this beanstalk became moldy and we went to like I don't know fight some giant who was creating the mold or something like that it's just really silly <laughs> okay. dumb kid bit shit bizarre. yeah a bit bizarre um I think we did one about like Goldilocks as well and my friend Jenny who I've still stayed in touch with and she's now a teacher so I feel like that time was just so formative for all of us that yeah we, yeah we it's led us to finding our careers today she would always play the uh, the main character who was the the good one and I would always play the villain because I thought that the villains got to be funnier um, and then we'd do them at school assemblies and we'd have a teacher supervise the final parts of the rehearsals which is quite funny so I'd arrange my friends to, to rehearse during recess and lunchtime and I'd be the director but then the final part would be like okay we need a dress rehearsal and Miss Cherokee is gonna supervise <laughs> yeah Make it prop, really re legit. By yeah, the, really legit. Things. I don't know why a teacher would give up their lunch breaks to supervise this, but they did. Yeah, empowering the youth, you know, <laughs> Which is the, why, just yeah, they dead deserve... poet society vibes. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, true, true, true. They deserve a huge pay rise just for that, having to put yeah. up with amateur primary school productions. Jack and the Moldy Beanstalk. Yeah. It really seems like a really short tale. He tried to go up the beanstalk. It was moldy. It crumbled. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, yeah. Everybody... Um, got mold spores in their lungs and had to be rushed to hospital. <laughs> yeah, it was asbestos case. It was a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Chukasiki. All right, well, look, let's let's go away from your your terrible job, but you need an excuse to get out of work for the day. So mm. what excuse would you use to chakasiki so you don't yeah. have to work in hospitality um, and slip on vomit? Oh, yeah. I mean, the hospitality one makes it maybe a bit more difficult, but an excuse that I have used in the past is that I have a really bad mouth ulcer and I've gotten out of really? university assignments because of this because I do a lot of talking so if you have to go and record yourself it's so painful to talk when you've got a, a burning infection in your mouth yeah. right yeah. and that, I've gotten extensions off that and I reckon for this job that I currently have working in television if I said that they would absolutely let me off as well really? so this wow. is something that I would say is very powerful I don't know if it works in hospitality but the good thing is like if <laughs> no. anyone has experienced a bad mouth ulcer they will absolutely sympathize and not ask you any questions and if you do like you could definitely sh like say or maybe send a picture off the internet like google images like, oh <laughs> yeah, god that would be like. rancid <laughs> yeah yeah like, like get a really like, nice yellow gaping mouth wound yeah it's, <laughs> it's like those videos of, of someone popping the pimple and you just mm. see it in depth it's the last thing you want to see on a, yeah. on a monday morning yeah yeah however hot tip for anybody not not a lot of people know about the cure for a mouth ulcer and it is called Kenalog cream and you get it from behind the counter at a pharmacy. <laughs> it's like cement it's for your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cement band-aid basically and you just pop it on the area and go to bed and the next morning it is gone. So because really? this has it's been... quick. Yeah, it's been a recurring problem for me in the past. Like I just bite my the inside of my mouth all the time yeah so they i've now found out they will ask you some questions like um do you have you had any dental work done uh does this happen often is it a you know they're trying to suss out maybe you've got some other disease you just say no yeah. <laughs> I, I i just bit myself yeah. and then they give it to you and over new year's there was a guy that i was um like it was a family christmas and this guy wanted to he was going pretty hard like he was partying every night in the lead up to christmas season uh, but then he got struck down with a really bad mouth ulcer and he was bringing, bringing the vibe down so bad because he was all miserable and sucking um, yeah. and he wasn't being himself. So I recommended this to him. He went down to the pharmacy. He was right as rain the next day to the point he was so well that we were like, God, we shouldn't have given him this hot. I shouldn't have done it. I've created a monster. Just let this him hot suffer. Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's uh, being so annoying. Yeah, gave him some cement and it solved everything. Yeah. There's some medical. I didn't even know this podcast could do medical information, but I'm, I'm happy to say that it's, you're yeah. the, the I don't know if you want this title, but the Queen of Mouth, mouth Ulcers. Queen of Mouth Ulcers. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not the best title, but... Not the best. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about bodily bodily functions uh, so far on this podcast. I'm not qualified to give medical advice, by the way, so I won't be responsible. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has allergies to this after taking this advice... Like, Good disclaimer. You, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. on you at that point. If you want the cement to solve the ulcer. But if we have success stories of people using this cream uh, to... We want to know. We want to know. Has, yeah, has we, it saved no, I want all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've got a mouth ulcer, so you're not going to be able to make it into work today. So you've got the day off work. We can finally start your perfect day off. Um, and, awesome. And it's not, I know that you're a night owl, but it's not a big night. It's a big day. Uh, Baraka Performance, mm. uh, okay. we're, we're, we're most of the way through this season and uh, they still haven't sponsored the podcast, but I oh, no. I know they will oh, at wow. some point. I'm, I'm thinking probably season two it will happen. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'll give them a quote. I really do enjoy drinking the Baraka Sport sachets. I don't know if it's the same thing, but I, <laughs> yeah. the flavour is just so good. We'll take Orange. it. Uh, any, any part of Baraka, <laughs> if they want to hear this, that's great. Um, but... 
it's not a big night, it's a big day. So to start off the day just right, we need your perfect song to start the day. So for you, what is your yeah. song that gets you in the mood for a perfect day off? Mm, I really like this question because I have my karaoke song, but it's not that. It's how do you start? So it needs to be something that I would choose from my get on stage playlist. So the songs that you, that play before the comedian jumps yeah, on, pumping you it's up. like a very specific type of, of music that works. And generally it has to have something that um, starts pumping straight away. Because <laughs> yeah, no you, if you're using Spotify, yeah, yeah. It can't have a lead in. You're not going to go cutting tracks and all that. Like you want it to be really simple. So one of the go-to ones is Fallout Boy, The Phoenix. <laughs> okay. It just starts with like dun 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 dun. Yeah, it just comes in with a bang. <laughs> it just yeah, it comes in with like a really dramatic. It's dramatic strings. Um, and also as a emo kid from the past. Like this was <laughs> yeah. when they'd already evolved a little bit. They weren't as emo anymore, but it definitely brings me back to that time. Um, another song that I've been using recently as um, jump on stage music is Reeve Control Out Delete. And again, it's got a really good start to it to the point where people start clapping along as I get on stage. Yeah. Like, can you imagine yeah. being hooked so quickly that you're into like musical show yeah. mode immediately? <laughs> Everyone is keen. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're all so basic. But I do like the, I do like the song. Hey, if it works, <laughs> so if it works, who's too. complaining, right? <laughs> that's a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I love the Fall Out Boy choice. I have never heard this song by Fall Out Boy, but I do know the band. Are you a big yeah. Fall Out Boy fan? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely I saw them in concert one year and it was at the Forum in Melbourne and people were way more obsessed than I was. I remember a guy, had his pants had fallen halfway down his ass because he was so desperately scrabbling on the floor to get one of the guitar picks oh that had been God, thrown. Yeah, like, yeah, so like, yeah he, he, the concert was way over. There was just paper cups everywhere, but he was like trying to look for it so hard. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm a fan, but not, not that, that big of a fan. I feel like Fall Out Boy and like Panic at the Disco, like that realm of like emo music from like the early teens, their fans are just so, <laughs> so into... Oh, I guess it's fans for any bands, but I, I don't know. When I just picture, like, the emo kids that love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just last week, I was walking by one of the Brunswick pubs and they had an emo night and they put Gerard Way's face on it. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I need to go. Like, that's Yeah, that's, that's the hook line obsession. singer for you. <laughs> yeah, like, 15 years later or more, you're, you're still invested yeah. and it still gets you excited. Well, I feel like, again, it's like bands that you listen to when you're in your teens are just the ones that are going to stay with you for the rest of your yeah. life and fallout boy um, is definitely one of those bands that is just going to be with you forever they can do no wrong yeah yeah exactly um my chemical romance was the first concert i ever attended as well yeah, so it's all like that era and like name. good charlotte as <laughs> yeah. well had some side seats um at rod laver arena for that and it's just oh what a time yeah, well, <laughs> i'm sure all the every age before us, like all of the generations would also have their their versions of that yeah, too. Yeah, ours was definitely, I think we're very similar in age. I think it's emo punk kids, you know, My Chemical Romance, definitely a huge one, but Char uh, Good Charlotte, they were definitely my pick. I, I remember in 2008 <laughs> just learning every single uh, word to Rich and Famous and just oh, blasting yes. that on my Walkman, I guess. <laughs> Your Walkman, yeah, even Simple Plan too oh, yeah. was great. Yeah. Like even if you just play a few bars of that, I'll be right. Yeah, get I'll... people pumped up. <laughs> if if that's your pump up song, I've got to know what's the karaoke choice. Oh, the karaoke one is Miley Cyrus' "Party in the USA." <laughs> yeah. Of course. But again, 
again, that's a chilled lean-in. Like, you know, it's a, it's just a bit of guitar going at the beginning or whatever it is at the beginning. It, yeah. it doesn't come in with a bang for the first, like, eight bars or so. Mm, that's it. And I mostly just like it as my karaoke song because I have a lower register. Yeah. So not yeah. a lot of Just not suit a lot of your talents. Suit me. It's Shakira or Miley Cyrus, yeah. basically. Two great choices. Two fantastic yeah, choices. Yeah. <laughs> you have to choose between the two. If if there was a fight to the death between Miley Cyrus and uh, Shakira, oh, who would you want man. to uh, who who would you want to come out on top? I think I'd want Miley to win, but Shakira would just win because I'm pretty sure her video clips. Uh, does she have snakes in yeah, one? Like, she does. Know, I don't she know. Does. That, she yeah, definitely does. And, and the those snakes hips, will get oh you. My yeah, they, she'll Miley suffocate out. you with her mountainous. <laughs> Or whatever the lyrics yeah, are. Yeah, but Miles Harris has a yeah. wrecking ball, so you know, you know. Oh, oh you're making it quite hard. It's a, difficult, yeah. it's a difficult choice. But what a great conversation starter for a party. <laughs> yeah. Ask ask your friends if you're listening to this. Who would win in a fight? Shakira <laughs> oh, or Miley Cyrus. Cyrus? Yeah. Who do you think? Oh, I think it's gotta be Shakira. I just feel like she just feels like she would uh she just win. I just feel like Miley would get like tap out halfway through. Yeah, although Miley's got all the tattoos, but maybe it's not. It's just projecting hardcore. Yeah, whereas, yeah, she's faking yeah, it. Yeah, Shakira at the Super Bowl with J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. like she's got some powerful friends. Yeah, that's also, for you. that's also 20 minutes of straight action. I was like, oh, that is hard to do. Like, you've got to be fit to do that. That's true, that. yeah, she's very ripped. Yeah, that's for sure. Chukasiki. <laughs> okay, well, Fallout Boy, Boy, the Phoenix, that starts off your day. But now you're feeling a bit peckish. Um, so where would you go for your perfect brunch or meal uh, in your local area on your perfect day off? For reliability's sake, I'd say Cafe Ray in Brunswick. That's where I take all of my wedding clients to do our meetings because they are, they've got like a vegan menu that's really good and uh, on the other side is just a regular menu. They don't mind if you sit there all day and work on your laptop Oh, as that's well. pretty nice. Yeah, I think they, they have Wi-Fi and the owners were quite nice, except the last time I was there, I was dog sitting and the dog was nuts. They said, you can come in, but then the dog, I dropped my keys at the counter after paying and the dog ran off with the leash and oh, it ran God. into behind the counter and the woman was mad. Like she flipped a switch. She was <laughs> yeah. so nice. Oh, what a cute dog. But then once it like yeah. ran into the kitchen, she was like, fuck that dog. Yeah. <laughs> she looked it. at me like I was insane. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. She looked at me like I carried 10 dogs in there. I'm like, well, he, he ran away. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand people that get annoyed at dogs. Like, they're dogs. What do yeah. you expect? Don't, don't be annoyed that they bark. That's literally what they do. Yeah, they <laughs> like, don't know the area that to the distinction between this is the customer side and this yeah. is the owner's side. Yeah, for animals that generally smell other people's butt for their daily living, they're yeah. not really yeah. thinking yeah. through about the parameters of what is a counter and what is not. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. I, even despite that incident, I'd still go back and eat there for sure. What would be the food that you would be ordering oh, at Cafe Ray? Massive brunch fare. Something that would be... I always feel like this is my last meal, so I'd go with <laughs> avocado, um, something that's like maybe... I love a fritter. I think they've got some good oh, fritters yes. on so like there. Yeah, fritters? I love a corn fritter. Yeah. A zucchini fritter, if there was no corn, I'd go with the zucchini as well. If you had to, but it's yeah, not your I choice of, of vegetable. Yes. I mean, maybe corn's a carbohydrate. Is it vegetable? I don't really know. All vegetables are carbs. I oh, there you go. I'm after, learning things. Yeah, after dating a gym junkie. And I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know that. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Milk's a carb. Yeah. <laughs> vegetables are carbs. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I think gym junkies are nutritional nutritionists in disguise because they know 
everything about the nutrition of every single yeah, food I, ever. I would say they're also just wankers in disguise too, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be nice here. Yeah. They're, they're all across yeast flakes and how much protein, which I oh. found out the other day, yeast flakes, really big on protein. Protein, okay. Didn't even know what yeast flakes was. I thought that was an infection, but yeah, <laughs> here, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, here yeah. we go. <laughs> Look, Love I think that. corn fritters with avo is probably the most, uh, I guess, like fancy Melbourne choice, like eastern suburbs brunch choice as well yeah. in Sydney. But oh yeah, they're not that hard to make at home. By the way, it's super oh, easy. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a three-step process, and then you just fry them up and put them in the fridge and microwave them back the next day. Yeah, there's some foods that you can't microwave, like chips. Don't bother microwaving. But you can fry them back up again if you have a halal snack pack. Just whack it in the fry You fry pan. them back up? Does oh, it taste yeah. good? Yeah. I've never in fact, tried I that. recommended it to a housemate and it blew his mind. He went, I've never done that before, but they taste good as new. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm a big halal snack pack eater, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to try that next time. Not big enough that you don't have leftovers, though. So that you, yeah. have, you yeah. need to up your game. I know. I'm, the servings, though, are just like, this is not for a human. Like, this is, <laughs> this it, it is, is a massive. Trough for 17 pigs. <laughs> yeah. You, you go to Auburn, especially like in, in the Western suburbs, where you get the real authentic halal snack packs. And it, it really is to feed a small family. Um, okay, so we've got Avo and Corn Fritters for, at, at Cafe Ray. If you could go anywhere in the world for your perfect meal, so uh, money's not an, uh, an issue, you could go anywhere in the entire globe, where would you go for your perfect meal? Oh, that's such a hard question. It's Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, even for lunch I had a pad thai and I really enjoy Thai food, but I've <laughs> never been to Thailand, so maybe like a more it's such a authentic... Risk. Pad Thai could be good, but how do you know if you've never (laughs) been? Am I going to put all my eggs in one basket for this answer? Whereas I I do love Japanese as well, so I might have to say, and I've been there a couple of times, so maybe like a really good ekonomiyaki straight off a grill. Um, What's it? Is that the chicken skewers? No, it's like a a cabbage pancake. Oh, I've never heard of this. What? Oh, you've never seen it. They sell it at train stations. <laughs> okay. A crapper version of them. But they put a bunch of um, like vegetables together and then with egg and it binds it and then oh, they yum. fry it in like a teppanyaki grill kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, probably somewhere that serves that and sashimi um, and just really good sushi. That could be... That, yeah, that's, that's a good I combination. Go. I think it's always a risk, even if you like the food, to try it for your perfect meal to have something you've never had before. I feel yes. like the old reliable always works and that cabbage dish sounds really interesting. I'm going to have to check it out after the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, good. Because I thought your initial reaction, it almost sounded like you were going to say, oh, yuck. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's like I genuinely don't know. What and I, I, I would like to say that I know a lot of food in the world. I've, I've tasted food before, never. I've, had, I've put food in my I body. Have, I, I, I am aware of this that. concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been to Japan and I, didn't, I, I don't remember seeing it. Um, ah. But I do remember seeing sushimi, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you go do sushi train? Yeah, I did. I also went to the fish markets, like at the 5 a.m. You got like 4 or 5 a.m. for the fresh oh, uh, yeah. sushi in the morning. Yes. Hard wake up, but wow, that fish is it's fresh. It's incredible. It's fresh. Yeah, I'm not committed enough to wake up that early, but yeah, I have right. been to a, a sushi train right near that. Is it in Osaka, that fish market? Um, there was one in, the one I went to was in Tokyo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Osaka is like a big seafood capital. So uh, yeah. octopus octopus balls there were like, mm, the best. The, <laughs> the best. next level. 
Yeah, and speaking of those flakes, it kind of looks like yeast flakes, but whatever the fish flakes they put on, oh, the, yeah. on the top of it, yeah, that's just super tasty. Around with the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not good if you're in a windy area, that's for sure. Oh yeah, oh, no. <laughs> terrible. Octopus fish flakes to the eye, flying no. everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would hate that. Like Ferris Bueller, you've got to have an adventurous afternoon. So if you could have the perfect afternoon, it could be with anyone doing anything, what would you have for your perfect afternoon activity? Yeah, uh, the weather would be a perfect 26 degree day. I think that is Not the best temperature. No, 24 is too cold. Okay. 26. <laughs> you need those extra degrees. <laughs> yeah, it has to be that. Yeah, okay. sun's, sun's out. And if we're already in Japan, then we can stay there because they've got some really good hiking because I'd be happy. I was expecting the confines to be in Australia. So I would go for a nice hike with my sister and I would pick her because she never remembers any of the hikes that we do. And it's become an ongoing joke that I take her to all these nice places around Australia and she just thinks it's part of the same trip in her head. So I'd (laughs) say like... Oh, you know, we went to the Blue Mountains, but she'll just think that it's like, oh, yeah, that time we went to the Grampians in Victoria, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, why do I spend money on you? <laughs> but it's kind of, it must be so nice for her because every time she goes on a new hike, she's like, wow, I've never done this before. Yes, yeah, goldfish, goldfish on a hike. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, Japan, she's never been before. I take her. Um, and I just find it so funny that you could be exercising, but it's not really ever off the beaten path. But mm. depending how close you are to the city, like I did a hike there and up the top after like a day of hiking, we're like, we're at the peak. I wonder what's at the peak. It was a vending machine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with power. Oh, like that's, how, how that's disappointing. That? that is disappointing yeah. to me. Um, <laughs> so I've got to say hiking is something that I personally love. I think it's such a great way to get your mind out of the world and really disconnect with, for a bit. Mm. For you, uh, whether it's Australia or overseas, are there any hikes that you found to be the, the ones that really connected with you? Maybe not ones with vending machines at the top. Oh, but yeah. have there been any ones that have really stood out? I would never ask your sister this yeah. question, but I can oh, ask yeah. you. <laughs> I think any place I've been after a breakup or some kind of major life event that's traumatic because I love waterfalls. I love looking at them and I find so much meaning every time I go. Like, I'm so insignificant. This waterfall's huge and it's so loud and I'm nothing. <laughs> it's very humbling. Yeah, so there's a good one. Um, Stevenson's Falls, I think in Victoria. Um, the Grampians one, it's it's pretty massive. Uh, the Blue Mountains had a couple of waterfalls that I saw recently. They're really great as well. Um, and also Adelaide I went and saw one in Adelaide too so yeah take your pick there's just so many and even if it's small I I think it's really funny too because people can review waterfalls on Google and (laughs) I I, I don't understand nowadays yeah like natural wonders like nature made this and you're like "Eh, two stars (laughs) yeah (laughs) waterfall was small it was dry it's ridiculous it's I saw a review the other day on um my partner's brother was showing me on a map uh a really small uh country uh, it's like a territory with like 50 people and it has it's off the coast of america and it had a pizza place and the review was not authentic pizza it's like what do you mean not authentic pizza <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere there's 50 people in this like, yeah, you're not in, in italy like who, obviously not people are I mean, insane do they have photos attached as well like i'd take that answer if it was just not a pizza yeah. like if yeah. it was a, a cake or something yeah. and it's like that is not a pizza well it looked like there, there was a picture of like 
fluoro objects on the pizza. So I can understand why they thought it was not authentic because it looked like there was Lego on the pizza. It was weird. What is that? I is don't, that I don't know. cheese or a, a brightly lit capsicum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what was going on, but I feel like reviewing of a waterfall is a ridiculous concept. Like, Absolutely. No one's made this waterfall uh, in, in his yeah, nature. Yeah, and it's so dependent on the weather that's just happened. So even if it's a, a trickle, like it could be, it's could, like you, you're not seeing it at its full potential. Yeah. Like give it a, a chance. Are you coming here every week and seeing what how it is? It could be five stars one week. And then during a, a drought, everyone's yeah. hating on it. Yeah, and maybe we did you think that maybe we caused that? You know, like, yeah. it's your fault yeah. that the waterfall is shit. How dare you <laughs> complain to council about it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. A, yeah. a hike sounds very lovely, though. Is it a whole day hike? Like, are you spending the rest of the afternoon hiking? Oh, no, I think after we're done, I would want to do something like an activity, another activity, maybe mini golf or bowling. Or okay. Something. This yeah. is – mini golf and bowling seems like your standard great activity that you do. Like, oh, well, let's do something fun. Let's just do mini golf or bowling or an yeah. arcade. Like those yes. are your three options on like a Saturday afternoon when you've got nothing to do. You're like, Yeah, sure. Great. It's great to kill time and there's nothing like being somewhere – driving along and just having on a whim being like, you want to do mini golf? And then just <laughs> yeah. looking up where the place is. Because the best ones are on the side of the road somewhere yeah. in, the, like... in the whoops because they have the land for it. Um, yeah, one time I was playing mini golf and the ball flew over and landed right next to a big piece of roadkill. So oh, that's what that's, that's the vibe the you want. That's the excitement you could have. <laughs> yeah, the excitement. <laughs> well, because I think a lot of people go to Holy Moly nowadays, but I tend to be oh, like, no. Holy Moly is great, but I have to yeah. say those, like the rural towns or like regional towns that have the, got like putt-putt and mini yeah, golf yeah. that have been because there I for think, like 50 years, mm, fantastic. They've, they've timed it. Those indoor places that are quite bougie now, they know that it's the course is pretty short. They want customers in, out, have a drink, turn them over. But out there, you can you can sneak into the other courses. You can yeah. pay for eighteen yeah. and do thirty six. You're there for you three know, fiscal just, years. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and they often will have like a, maybe a pool table or something. You just extend your whole day, and you feel like you're getting fresh air as well, depending on how outdoorsy it is. I do like it being outside. That is for sure. But I also mm. like it being like a little bit broken i think if, yeah. if the pop-up court like if there's something a little bit wrong with it i'm like you know i it think makes it's super funny home. too yeah there's something that you can yell at together like there's yeah. obviously this this grass is waterlogged yeah, or there's yeah. a there's a dent there and the ball clearly wasn't supposed to go there and yeah there's roadkill yeah, well, like, where the hole should be it's a whole yeah, thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so pop-up now I always ask this question, is there a cameo that you'd want at the hike or, or playing putt putt uh, mini golf with that w would come with you on your day off? I thought about this and I even asked my sister because I said, you'd definitely be involved in this day off. And she goes, why, why do a hike when you can have Beyonce? And I went, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I don't think I want that. I got to keep it wholesome because yeah. it comes, when it boils down to it, it's the simple things that I really like. And I'm not that wowed by celebrities so I guess we can come back to the very first question like I've seen them perform I've seen them walking around backstage yeah I think comedians are the most ordinary celebrities because we've experienced what it's like to not be famous and probably be like the complete opposite like we're just we're losers. We're uncool <laughs> yeah. people, you know. Yeah, like if I see, stage. yeah, like if I see sparkling water in a green room, I get super excited and I want to <laughs> yeah. cry, you know. So yeah. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't life. hire a comedian or anything like that. I think I just, yeah, I do. Um, I do the activities, and then there'd be ice cream involved, and maybe at the end of the night we could do some karaoke yeah. or sing along, <laughs> like do some yeah. Miley Cyrus wrecking yeah. ball. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got to say, something that Tahir mentioned in one of our episodes is that we should add in a dessert section of this because he wanted, he wanted like a banana sundae, which was a great, great idea. Where where would you go or what flavour would you have oh, for yeah, your... Oh, yeah, I could talk all day about yeah, ice cream. It's <laughs> a separate podcast, yeah, but... Yeah, someone should... Could that be another part of the podcast that you're going to do while you're sitting in the toilet yeah, eating yeah, your... Yeah, yeah, your yeah. <laughs> now for the ice cream <laughs> section which is probably just melted balls of ice cream yeah. that I stuffed like in my pocket or something. Um, God, that's a, a terrible of... image of just gooey ice cream in your <laughs> yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want some? It just falls <laughs> right through your fingers. Um, but there's so many of these fancy ice cream places popping up now. I almost can't keep up. But if we're talking about uh, even reliable, and it is everywhere. I went to Hong Kong recently and they have it there too, Gelato Messina. It's gone in in Hong Kong. No yes. way. Yeah, it was inside a shopping mall of a corporate office building. So yeah. that was that was interesting. Um, that is but surprising. Yeah. And then I feel like oh, they've sold out. I can't eat there anymore. It's too mainstream. <laughs> yeah. So the pla- there's a place closer to where I live um, in Melbourne. It's called Luther's Scoops. And they, uh, there's nowhere for you to sit. You have to take your ice cream elsewhere. <laughs> I like that. They're just so mm. unfriendly. They're like, we don't <laughs> want you here. Get your ice cream and get yeah, out. Yeah, so there's a lot of people who, if you can get it, the premium seat is probably to sit at the bus stop and eat your <laughs> ice cream, even if you're not catching the bus. Uh, yeah. And there was another one, because somebody just asked me for ice cream breaks on the weekend, and I had to tell them. It has a weird name, but it's right near Barclay Square, so Melbourne listeners will be able to find it that was where i had a pineapple flavor in the summertime and i've never tasted anything oh, like, like a splice no it had actual pineapple chunky bits in it oh. like almost like almost like in that good stringy fairy way like it was authentically yeah. pineapple <laughs> and i never choose a pineapple flavor yeah but when i had it i went oh now they're going to rotate the menu and it's going to be gone forever and i'm <laughs> kind of distraught so i'm hoping that when summer comes back they'll just it'll be it. back for 2024 yeah, so i'm yeah. assuming you're more like a chocolate based ice cream opposed no. to like the sorbet oh like a creamy versus sorbet. Yeah, creamy yes, versus then you're sorbet. right. But yeah, yeah. if I had to choose, I'm not a chocolate flavoured person. So okay, I so would I meant choose... creamy versus the icy sorbet. Yes, I am. I think you just get better value out of it because sorbet is mostly water, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it? Look, I'm a sorbet fiend. Uh, I think mm. it's funny you mentioned Messina. I would say the coco- uh, salted coconut mango is the best flavour ever made in ice cream ever. I'll have to try it. I'm not a huge coconut fan, but uh, if based on that glowing recommendation, it yeah. <laughs> It Worth will, it. yeah, it's probably the best thing that I've ever eaten. Uh, no, that, that, food that, in general? I, I think I've overstated that. I think is that I, your final meal? No, is, I think I might be exaggerating cream? there. Um, <laughs> but I think creamy is everyone's go to. I don't think most people are choosing sorbet oh, yeah. over well, that creamy nectar that is the, yeah. full milk ice cream. A, uh, sorbet raspberry. I had one recently that was so good it tasted creamy, and I had to yeah. ask them, like, are you sure this doesn't have milk in it because I'm also lactose intolerant so I need to work out if I need to take the tablets or not so that my body can process it and they're like no there's no dairy in this and I'm like whoa 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 so that really that blew my mind for sure well that's the thing I'm also lactose intolerant um and I feel like some of those sorbets just can get as creamy I'm just so impressed with the creaminess of the sorbets yeah (laughs) how do they do it 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 is it is funny something that I wanted to ask you when we're speaking about your meals as well is that I know that you spoke about it in the past that your love language with your family is food uh, for the most part mm. like they were really focused on this and I feel like your family spending the art like you and your sister spend the afternoon just eating ice yeah. cream it's just like yeah. 
just saying, it's just constantly saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Honestly, this is exactly what I did on Friday when I went back to Melbourne. We had Japanese and then we went for ice cream. And just... <laughs> yeah utterly comatose yeah. ourselves so and that's when you know it's a right. good day when your belly can no longer be sucked in that is when you know yeah. you've succeeded in eating yeah oh it's it's truly the best so yeah you are very correct i don't know where i said that but i feel like that just applies to every asian family as well yeah it's, 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 it's a very ethnic thing feeding. that's for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> just non-stop eating yeah oh look oh no I'm so sorry. Um, so your boss from the hospitality, um, they've just called and they've, oh, no. they've, they've seen that you've been at, um, I want to say, terrible putt-putt um, because it's... You know, My just favourite putt-putt. Yeah, your favourite putt-putt. <laughs> and then they've called you up and they've said, listen, I thought you had a, a mouth ulcer. Like how, how have you, like how have you ended up doing putt-putt? Like you're clearly lying here. What would you say to them? Mm, I would say, I don't know when that video was taken, but um, I got the mouth ulcer from the putt putt. <laughs> Somebody was swinging and the putt just flew right into my face and my sharpest um, snaggle tooth went right through my lips. So, yeah, this it's infected now and I can show you a picture uh, if no, you No, that's want. okay. No snaggle tooth pictures, please, as okay, much as yeah, possible. Yeah, no worries. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's fine. You've kept your job in hospitality. Great. I, I, I want to review with you um, your perfect day off and you tell me how it sounds. Um, so you start off the day in your worst job which is hospitality you're probably at the race course someone slipped over maybe there's vomit on the floor you're eating some bread rolls in the bathroom (laughs) but it's a terrible day and you get out of it because you've got a mouth ulcer thankfully this time it's not a real one um, so you don't have to slather that cement on the inside of your mouth great great because it's with me at all times I'm ready to go just in case it was real (laughs) for a rainy day and then to start off the day just right you've got fallout boy the phoenix to pump you up it gets right into it a real banger and then you're going to have Avo and Corn Fritters at Cafe Ray. If we're flying over to Japan, why not? I mean, Heath mm. Franklin commandeered a, p- a plane on his, his day off. Oh, wow. He flew it into a mountain after. But, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, um, well. We can get you a plane <laughs> and get you over to Japan as well. But in the Sick. afternoon, after you've had your delicious meal, you're going to go for a hike with your sister. It could be yeah. any hike. As long as it's in nature, it's going to be great. Hopefully to a waterfall. That's what we really want to yeah. see. And then after that, you're going to play some mini golf. Not that indoor <laughs> crap. We want it to be yeah. outdoor, al fresco, <laughs> On the record, not that indoor crap. <laughs> it's going to be outside. It's going to be authentic. And then to finish off the day perfectly, you're going to have Luther's Scoops. You're going to have a delicious creamy ice cream. You've got that lactase, so you can have as much milky goodness as you want. How does that sound for your perfect day off? That sounds awesome. I'm ready for bed. (laughs) You're completely comatose. Uh, Annie, thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sickie. We're so excited to see your shows uh, very soon. Um, And thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. (coughs) Chuck a Sickie. Well, there you have it. The perfect day off for Annie Louie. Annie was an absolute delight. I've never had a mouth ulcer, but it sounds really awful, especially with a snaggle tooth, whatever that is. And the old school mini golf, I've got to say, I can't wait for her to go to Terrigal and really check that out. It's an absolute must. Make sure to grab your tickets to see Annie at Bono Festival. She will be performing her stand-up show Gold on the 8th and 9th of July. Link to tickets in the description below. And make sure to check out Bono Festival, which is on right now. Grab your tickets at bonofestival.com.au. Links to that is also in the description below. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Chucking a Sicky and follow us on the socials at Chucking a Sicky Podcast. Really helps the podcast and make sure that we can grow. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.